0: Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our
1: Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Still tall. Still tall, Mm. Thompson, although not as tall as we were originally made to believe. It was... That's why it was censored on Facebook, by the way, when you were that's posting what... how tall you were. And that's why your Facebook pages kept
0: getting taken down. That's probably what it is. Misinformation.
1: Misinformation about Charlie being eight? He's actually 6'7", 6'7 and a half, something like that. We don't know for sure. Give or take the tape measure. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess I support them censoring everything. You know, you don't <laughs> so... want to get that bad information out there. That's right. Now he was, uh, Charlie, are you on
0: your third Facebook page? or fourth fourth i think fourth facebook page fourth facebook page that's right so and now it's chuck because chuck survives charlie does not
1: which actually will be a good thing to interject with later with what we're talking about is when you were taken down by facebook you just made a new facebook page
0: so interesting and
1: they took it down again you just made a new facebook page Yeah. again
0: very interesting so they took that one down i just made another you made another one Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's almost like making guns illegal or something like that. (laughs) Does it really work? This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. Good morning, Liberty. We've got new episodes every day of the week when we want to. Radicalizing Cubans since 2017. (laughs) if you think that is interesting, then make sure you smash that follow button on your phone so you can get a new episode every single day of the week when we want to. How was your weekend?
0: oh you know what the cubans are finally rising up
1: yeah you know? although i saw you could get massive fines and jail terms if you take a boat from florida down to cuba to try and help people
0: out i saw a bunch of uh i saw a picture of a bunch of boats leaving so yeah i didn't know if that was real or not like i didn't look into it i saw a lot of stories letting people know a that fine from a, who
1: the u.s government from just tra- <laughs> traversing the ocean yeah from taking your boat to another part of land in the world <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so the, that's part yeah, of that
1: walls program you want it's dangerous stuff you can't leave you <laughs> can't leave the u.s we're gonna we're gonna find you when you come back
0: that's ridiculous oh so is we, that serious yes i did not know
1: that we're gonna i have it in tomorrow's news stack because we have a large uh, a, a big topic to talk about today which is what's going on with the Delta variant, the pandemic of the end of the unvaccinated. The market was down a bunch today because they're worried about shutdowns and travel restrictions and all that kind of stuff going on again. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then last week
0: this is going to need to last until the twenty twenty four election, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they have
1: to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. And we'll got a little bit of notes on whether or not they want to keep it going as well. Uh, so we're going to talk about that and then Jensaki talking about how They are pointing out posts for Facebook that need to be censored, or they're going to be doing that and sending them over what posts they think need to be censored. So that was a big story at the end of the week last week. And now we have this whole thing that we've been pushing, that we've been talking about, which is these are private companies and they can censor whatever they want. And then we have Jinsaki coming in, talking about, well, we're going to be pinpointing posts that we think Facebook needs to censor. So that kind of changes the whole conversation. All right. But first.
0: Just a little bit.
1: We need to know the scope of what's going on here, Charles. Let us know what Axios has to say about what's going on right now. It seems
0: like we're all going to die. Yeah. That's yeah. The
1: topic of the day. We're all going to die.
0: Quote. The headline here. Quote. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yes. Poor people. Coronavirus cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are back on the rise in the US as a highly transmissible Delta variant spreads across the country. We were just celebrating now me and my son and and lady and her parents. She he calls them G and D. That's their names. He's like, I love G and D. I just love them. We went to Monster Jam, the first The first event at Bridgestone that was unmasked, if you were vaccinated. Now, let me tell you, everyone in that arena was vaccinated. Magically, they were all vaccinated. They were all vaccinated. No one was wearing a mask anywhere. They were all magically vaccinated. They were celebrating the first full capacity event of the year for Monster Jam and for Bridgestone Arena. 10,450 fans in there just, and that was for the first show. That was a Saturday matinee. Okay. They had a Saturday night show and a Sunday matinee and a Sunday night show shows
1: that's obviously just Bridgestone winning to kill grandma <clears throat> yeah exactly so math on that look
0: we're celebrating the fact that we are back open folks but uh, have no fear we have a new version quote this is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated cdc director rochelle walensky said friday what a what a great tagline <laughs> it sounds like the new a new metal band too <laughs> We are pandemic of the unvaccinated album name. At least (laughs) the U S is now averaging about 26,000 new cases per day, up 70% from the previous week. Walensky said hospitalizations are up 36% and deaths are up 26% to an average of 211 per day, roughly compared to what last week compared.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To the previous week.
0: Roughly 66% of eligible Americans have gotten at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine and about 57% are fully vaccinated. That is enough vaccinations to avoid another wave as bad as the worst of the pandemic when the U.S. was averaging more than 3,000 deaths per day. But it's still low enough that another wave of illness death, another wave of illness death, (laughs) largely confined to the, that's the way it reads, folks. illness death, illness death. Largely confined to the unvaccinated is still very much a possibility. So it's like this stuff's really bad, y'all. Yeah. If you're unvaccinated, if you're unvaccinated,
1: mm-hmm. and it this um this I don't want to sound I don't want to sound kind of cavalier about it, but now we're to the point where people who are choosing to get unvaccinated are the ones who are getting sick and dying, and at least we're at a point where. It's becoming a, a result of people's choice, is what I would say. If you're choosing to not be vaccinated, which is, I'm, I'm not vaccinated, okay? It's a, it's a personal choice that I'm only going to share between myself and my doctor, all right? Uh, and that is a choice that people are making. And so I, I'm not really going to say that the government needs to come in and fix all of this, because if you want to get a vaccine, you probably can go get a vaccine, like today mm. or tomorrow. So there's a, there's a choice being made here, and that is the choice that, that's the choice that people are making. So I can't tell them whether or not they should or shouldn't do it, honestly.
0: I like what Joe says, too. So the, so the line is, we need everyone to get vaccinated because the vaccine doesn't work so well against new variants. Yeah, yeah. Over 97% of the people currently hospitalized for severe COVID-19 infections were unvaccinated, according to the CDC. If you don't choose the vaccine, you're choosing death. Those are the two options. One Louisiana doctor said at a press conference last week. Is that misinformation?
1: (laughs) No. If you don't choose the vaccine, you're choosing death. Those are your two options.
0: Yeah. Look, I'm here to tell you, even if you choose the vaccine, you're still choosing death one day. Yeah. Still going to die. This is all going to come to an end, unfortunately, for you. And by the way, if
1: if you don't get vaccinated, the only other option is not, it's not death that's the only
0: option if
1: you don't get vaccinated actually still a very small percentage chance that you're going to get this and you're going to die. Yeah.
0: The state has also undertaken a lottery with cash prizes to boost its vaccination rates. I wonder if I got entered into a lottery. I didn't Mm. check the good news. The vaccines work even against the Delta variant, Mm. both Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, as well as the AstraZeneca shot, which is not authorized in the U S are still highly effective at preventing symptomatic infections and hospitalizations, according to the Financial Times review of real-world data from several countries where the Delta variant is dominant.
1: By the way, I looked in May. There were 18,000 people, I believe, that died in total. That, that number seems high now that Worldwide. I think about it. Um, but it was 18,000 people, and 150 of them were people who were vaccinated
0: that, that died. So they still died. 150 people. Okay. Yeah. Some vaccinated people can still get sick, but the risk of severe illness is far lower. Roughly three thousand seven hundred fully vaccinated people have been hospitalized for COVID nineteen infections nationwide. According to the CDC, not zero, but still dramatically lower than the risk faced by unvaccinated people. But what about what about people who've already had it?
1: <laughs> that number doesn't matter. But, yeah. Uh, that doesn't matter at all.
0: Like how many people who've already actually had the disease. We
1: are still completely. waged a
0: courageous battle against it. Survived. Survived. Lived to, to tell another day. <laughs> and we're not reporting on those folks.
1: Though, that doesn't count. The science says that you develop no immunity to a virus after you've had it and survived from it. We've yeah. know that We've known this throughout all time that you have no immunity after you've been sick with something.
0: And what left, about? There's no over. mention of Allen Iverson in here either.
1: <laughs> oh, of course not. That will need to be censored, Charlie. We yeah. have to get that out of there. Don't mention that randomly. Alan Iverson, which is what we're now calling Ivor. I'm Sen- not going to finish it. Iverson yeah, Iverson, Iverson. Yeah, that's that's uh, the new word. With Hecton, we cannot post about Alan Iverson on any of our pages. Okay. Mm. Okay, so we're going to continue, like I said in the pre-show, we're going to get all of the news, all the comments from this out here, and then have a very serious, important conversation about what we do when the state is directing private entities um, on whether or not they, they should be censoring things that you're saying. What happens when the state is actually incentivizing that or directing that? Is this different now than we've been talking about it before? From the Daily Wire, thanks, Ben. The Biden administration, now, this happened at the end of the week last week. We did dumb bleep. We didn't get to talk about it. But the Biden administration claims misinformation on social media is creating vaccine hesitancy. Here are all the times Democrats made people hesitant. Now, we've talked about this several times. They are actually fighting against people get the vaccine, getting the vaccine. They've been doing this since the vaccine came out by doing a lot of different things that we'll talk about here in a sec. President Joe Biden on Friday claimed social media companies were killing people. Social media companies are killing people. God. It's not misinformation and it's not hyperbole. They are literally killing people by allowing vaccine misinformation to spread on their platforms. Jen Psaki said the Biden administration would reach out to social media companies it's about reporting. It's worse than the
0: Delta variant. Yeah. It's spreading. Misinformation's spreading faster than mm-hmm, this virus, folks. Mm-hmm.
1: You get people dying because they didn't get the vaccine. You get things like January 6th, all kinds of misinformation So we're going to talk about the the back door that's going to be uh, shrouded in COVID and vaccination that might actually be for other purposes here here in a sec
0: yeah and so hang on trickle d brings up a good point here she says no you know what's creating vaccine hesitancy shit like masks whether or not you've been vaccinated how about the fact that the government wasn't honest from the very beginning of this entire thing
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay Versa- how about pausing the j&j vaccine after six people got had negative effects from it exactly out of seven million doses
0: how about saying at the very beginning that masks don't work yeah and then they're coming out and saying masks do work and actually, if you're and vaccinated, you still have to wear yeah, one. Yeah, you should still wear one. <laughs> Seven if you got them. And it's like they were just all over the map. It was the, the, the real misinformation all started with the government. And do they take any responsibility for that whatsoever? No. And, and I remember distinctly, my, my Stephanie and I do not agree on everything when it comes to the, this entire virus, okay? Mm-hmm. But I can tell you. She was very upset at the CDC when they changed all the guidelines overnight on what was appropriate, not appropriate to wear with a virus that had airborne precautions, by the way. So you needed proper PPE, protective uh, personal, protective, personal equipment. protective equipment, which means you needed at least an N95 mask that has to fit properly to your face. You can only use one at a time because if you... If you take that mask, the same mask you're wearing, and you go into another patient's room with it. Well, then you're cross contaminating. But the CDC was like, ah, one mask, try to disinfect it. And so you had all this mis- misinformation for a long period of time. And I told you guys a long time ago, just pay attention to what happens. You'll see all this hoopla and hollering. Okay. And then now, now it's not the government's fault for their back and forth and they don't know what's going mm-hmm. on, but they're going to tell you what to do anyway. It's it's obviously social media. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is. Literally, I mean, if, if I didn't know any better, I think Mark Zuckerberg would just, he's just going around shooting people. That's, uh, it, he, it's essentially the same thing. Same thing.
1: Is what he's doing. Yeah. Facebook has led to so many deaths. Now, mm. so many. Uh, Saki said, we are regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health that we and many other Americans are seeing across all social and traditional media, aware of the latest narratives. Facebook responded to the administration claims. We'll read that here in a sec. Uh, While the Biden administration insinuates people are hesitant about the vaccine because of their Facebook friends, it might want to look back at how its messages could have affected millions of Americans who either don't want to get the vaccine or are hesitant to get it. So here are some times that the actual government or government officials Or just say Democrats uh, actually did things to make people hesitant to get the vaccine. How about wearing masks after getting vaccinated? I just saw in New York, I believe, they said anyone over the age of two must be wearing a mask. Anyone over the age of two. Wow. Is there any science backing this up, considering the fact that children are at such a low risk? Of actually dying from this? Mm-hmm. No, th- this is all based on making people feel better or feel a certain way. So I'm really
0: distracted by the live
1: group. I know. I want, want all the input from the live group today Are because hilarious. we have a complicated conversation here. Uh, so the masks after getting vaccinated. Some of the early messaging on the vaccine was that getting it would help reopen the economy. However, Biden and others who received the vaccine continued to act publicly as they did throughout the lockdowns. One of the most infamous examples occurred during the G7 summit when Biden and other world leaders, all of whom had been fully vaccinated, wore masks and stood several feet apart, refusing to shake hands even though they were outside. The disconnect between science and the messaging was palpable. People had to wonder, what was the point of getting the vaccine if they still had to live under restrictive lockdown measures? And by doing that, by all of these people, by Fauci doing this, and Rand Paul pointed out perfectly. By doing this, what they were saying was the vaccine does not work. That's what they were saying. They were saying, even though you're vaccinated, you are still at risk and you have to act as if you didn't get the vaccine. So there is a massive incentive to not get the vaccine. Folks, I'm not sitting here saying that you shouldn't get the vaccine or that none of us should get it. I'm saying they were acting in a way that would discourage people from getting the vaccine. Okay, Because you're going to have to take time out of your day. You're going to maybe lose money at work, something like that. It's going to be annoying. Plus, someone's going to stick a piece of metal in your arm. By that, I mean the needle, not the, uh, not the vaccine, by the way. <laughs> someone's going to stick something in your arm. It's going to hurt. You're going to feel like crap. Okay, so there's a lot of reasons already to not get it. And then they're also it showing you- been studied. You, yeah, it hasn't been studied for very long whatsoever. Ah, uh, pausing. The- we,
0: it takes ten years for any other life-saving yeah. drug to get through.
1: But this one. But
0: this one. Mm-hmm. No problem.
1: Now I think I think the ten years is ridiculous, but I think people are right to think I don't know maybe more than two days from the time that they create the thing. That- or also,
0: but doesn't the government create that safety protocol in and of itself anyway? Yeah. It's like okay, so drugs can't be you can't use drugs aren't safe until they're FDA approved, and the FDA process is like ten years worth of testing. But now we're going to just, you know, stick these in her arm. People so uh, as high up as VP Kamala Harris said she wasn't going to get the vaccine.
1: That is in two paragraphs from now.
0: (laughs) Okay, here we go. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Pausing the Johnson and Johnson vaccine after a handful of blood clots. There's another, another discouragement. From the government, six people developed blood blood clots and and crots, crots. both of them, those were even worse, in the brain after taking the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Biden and the CDC quickly called for a pause in the vaccine, directly causing support for the single-dose vaccine to plummet. As the Daily Wire previously reported, confidence in the safety of the vaccine plunged from 52% down to 37% after the pause. A study quickly determined that people had a higher risk of getting the rare blood clots from contracting COVID-19 than from getting the
0: vaccine. I bet because Trump was invested in J&J, so they had to knock <laughs> it down real quick.
1: <laughs> so that, that's one that we obviously talked about when it happened. Once again, not saying that there's no risk to vaccines or that they're, that they're completely perfect either way. We're just saying if you're going to posit, this is a stupid reason to posit. Six people get a, a rare blood clot out of the 7 million. That had taken the vaccine. It showed that you weren't doing this based on statistics really whatsoever, and that ends up disincentivizing people from getting the vaccine. Media insistence that only certain protests would spread COVID. Remember, this goes all the way back to last year. When people protested the lockdown measures that cost jobs and destroyed livelihoods, the media insisted the protests were super spreader events that would increase COVID-19 cases. Just weeks later, when massive protests and riots broke out after George Floyd, the media bent over backwards to claim those protests would not spread the virus.
0: <laughs> I remember.
1: Now that people in, and by the way, now that people in Cuba are protesting the country's dictatorship, the media has gone back to claiming protests spread the virus. So they, peop- they think the people are just idiots is mm-hmm. what they think, but they, they see that there's no science behind what they're saying ever. It's all, it's all propaganda narrative all the time. There's no if one protest can spread it, then another protest can spread it. It can't be based on the ideology of the protest,
0: right? (laughs) It's it's pretty simple. What you're protesting? Yeah. In fact, I think they even said that it was more important to protest than it was getting COVID nineteen. Yeah, they did spreading it.
1: There was a bunch of doctors got together and said that that racism was so deadly and so systemic and such a terrible problem that it was worth it. It it was worth it that people would die from the protests, but more people died from racism. (laughs) And okay
0: that's that's what they said
1: kamala harris we mentioned we did mention this one on friday a little bit during the 2020 campaign vice president kamala harris said vice yeah she wasn't vice president then but she said she would not trust the vaccine developed under the trump administration here's her quote she said i think that's going to be an issue for all of us i will say that i would not trust donald trump and it would have to be a credible source of information that talks about the efficacy and the reliability of whatever he's talking about, I will not take his word for it. So while it was Trump's vaccine, and it wasn't good, the problem is this is still the vaccine that was created while Trump was president, therefore you can't trust the vaccine. Exactly.
0: That's, that's or it. Or can you now? Yeah.
1: And uh, California, we already talked about California is requiring fully vaccinated individuals to wear masks again. That's once again, like earlier, saying that the vaccine doesn't do anything. That's essentially what it, there's, it gives you no reason to be vaccinated. You might as well not do it. You might as well not get a needle stuck in your arm or take the time away from work or, or go down and wait in line somewhere. You might as well just not do it. And then the inconsistent requirements throughout the pandemic, caveats and exam, exemptions were made by the same people continuing to tell us that we need to wear masks. We had to wear a mask when walking around the restaurant, but it was okay to take it off while we were seated and eating politicians could lower their masks to speak to the press, but had to wear them while they were walking around. That's always been a dumb thing that we pointed out, that Mm -hmm. if you were speaking, then you could take your mask down, but you had to have your mask on at all times that you weren't speaking. Now, if the mask is to protect droplets from flying out into the air when you force air through your mouth hole, then actually speaking would be the most dangerous time, and that's the time that you weren't supposed to wear a mask.
0: And how many times did you see the mask being pulled it's, down? It's really... Joe, uh,
1: Biden, Biden pulled his mask down the cough one time at a press conference. Okay. I saw I saw it with my own eyes.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: It's, okay. It's so ridiculous. Charlie, take over with it. We're going to get to the main conversation here you know, in a second. I've got in a some second, other things but... that
0: grind my gears. Up. Like, okay, so I've told you guys, personal story time. All right. Um, is everybody ready? Sit down in a circle, I'm, I'm cross your go. legs. Yeah, I'm going to lean back. Okay, so... This entire thing has other effects that we've talked about. And one thing that I'm personally upset about, you all know my son, uh, Parker, I've talked about him many times on the show. You probably don't know him, know him, but you know of him. Well, he has autism. I think I've laid that out before as well. And he is the school that he is going to, which the, some of the therapies that he's received there are absolutely amazing. He's doing great. But he also has another therapy that he needs that the school doesn't provide. And we're not able, the school is still not allowing outside therapists to come into the school to be able to provide his therapy at school. And he has a full time working dad and and mom. And so it's like very difficult to schedule this therapy. And we've had a lot of difficulty getting the right timing of this therapy. And to me, it's so infuriating because it's like right now when he's four is the best time to be doing these therapies mm-hmm. when he's developing. What are we going to wait until he's 20. You know, when's 2024? So he's going to be six, seven, eight, 10 years old before we get, get the adequate therapy that he, that is necessary for him to um, develop as properly as poss- as humanly possible with his, with his autism. It makes me so angry that they still, they've reduced the hours by the way that he's there. So that reduces the amount of time that I can work when I have them. And then at the same time, which makes no sense. Also, this whole reducing hours, reducing entries and exits completely backwards to what I would think would stop viruses from spreading.
1: stores but, that went down to one door. That yeah. way everyone would only use the same door. One entrance, stand in line. Don't <laughs> get too close. After this whole, Touch the th- same door after this whole thing, I tell you when, when the lockdowns were going on, I had never been so close to as many people in a store as when the whole massive lockdown thing was going on. It was so much more crowded because uh, we'll just keep everyone in the same lane. That way we only have to clean one or the same door. We'll make these lines that people have to stand in. I w- we'll I, reduce the hours. It so will reduce hours. At the hours. It was never more crowded. You go to Home Depot in Antioch, here where I live, it w- I've never been so crowded around people at Home Depot as
0: I was during the lockdowns. It was crazy. It's was also because people had more money. Yeah. So they were doing DIY <laughs> projects at home. It just ah, just really grinds my gears. Okay, let's continue on here. We'll keep going here. From Reuters, U.S. Surgeon General defends CDC mask change, blames tech companies for COVID deaths. The U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy stood by federal guidance that those fully vaccinated against COVID-19 no longer needed to wear masks. So
1: now the federal government's saying one thing, by the way, and the States like California and New York are saying something completely different.
0: Mm -hmm. While blaming social media companies for fueling vaccine misinformation. uh, Murthy said the social media companies have fueled false narratives about the safety and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. Echoing Joe Biden's comments that social media companies were killing people here. Quote, there have been positive steps taken by these technology companies. But what I've also said to them publicly and privately is that it's not enough. Democratic Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, love Amy Klobuchar, <laughs> she told CNN State of the Union that she was looking into ways to hold social companies, social companies legally responsible for vaccine misinformation and suggested some might even need to be broken up.
1: They love this idea of breaking up the company. What does that do?
0: Can someone tell me what that does? That's I have no idea. Someone, It would do nothing. What? What do they think it would do? Why don't they just break up the companies anyway? I'm saying the companies themselves. Like, they'll just create so many subsidiaries. Then they'd have five companies
1: that they'd have to be managing the misinformation on. Yeah. Apparently. Although it's also monopolistic that you can't share that same information between all those organizations fully anyway. They both want to break up the companies and force those companies to all link together with one another for people who are using them. So they need to be broken up, but also part of the antitrust laws is that you can't use all of them seamlessly. Anyway.
0: Yeah. It makes no sense. Mm. So Facebook response, and it's just, uh, to me, I think what we're going to get at here, we'll talk about soon, honestly, it's just a threat Mm -hmm. so they can get Facebook to do what they want them to Mm -hmm. do. These big tech companies, Facebook's response, quote, at a time when COVID-19 cases are rising in America, the Biden administration has chosen to blame a handful of American social media companies. Facts, not allegations, should help inform that effort. The fact is that vaccine acceptance among Facebook users in the U.S. has increased. These and other facts tell a very different story to the one promoted by the administration in recent days. Then they were like, why did we vote for this guy? (laughs) Since January, vaccine acceptance on the part of Facebook users in the U.S. has increased by 10 to 15 percentage points, 70% to 80 to 85%. The results of the survey are public, and we've shared them alongside with other data requests by the administration with the White House, the CDC, and other key partners of the federal government. The data shows that 85% of Facebook users in the U.S. have been or want to be vaccinated against COVID-19. I have been or I want to be. (laughs) I'm not yet, but I just want to be. If you want to be vaccinated, why haven't you got to do it? It's so easy. Waiting on someone to come to their house. President Biden's goal was for 70% of Americans to be vaccinated by July 4th. Facebook is not the reason this goal was missed. <laughs> nice. We've been doing our part in other areas, too. Since the pandemic began, more than 2 billion people have viewed authoritative information about COVID-19 and vaccines on Facebook. More than 50% of people in the U.S. on Facebook have already seen someone use COVID-19 vaccine profile frames. From what we've seen, that's, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Switch my picture over to a. I was vaccinated. COVID-19 I got vaccine the shot. frame. Yeah, that'll do it. From what we have seen, when people see a friend share that they have been vaccinated, it increases their perceptions that vaccines are safe. When we see misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines, we take action against it. Since the beginning of the pandemic, we have removed over 18 million instances of COVID-19 misinformation. We have also labeled and reduced the visibility of more than 167 million pieces of COVID-19 content debunked by our network of fact-checking partners so fewer people see it. And when they do, they have the full context. Okay. Mm.
1: So. I wonder
0: wonder why we've been throttled.
1: So the, the response, I think, was pretty good from Facebook, essentially saying that Facebook's not the reason the goal was missed. Of course, Facebook was just told that they are literally killing people. And so they are going to respond to that because, hey, they they trade publicly on the market. So they need to make sure that they respond back to this, okay? Uh, One more piece here, and then we're going to get to our main conversation on this. From Reason, the government should stop telling Facebook to suppress COVID-19 misinformation. The government is stepping up its effort to purge the internet of COVID-19 misinformation. Jensaki singled out a dozen uh, specific anti-vaccine Facebook accounts and called on the platform to ban them. She said there's about 12 people who are producing 65% of vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. All of them remain active on Facebook despite some even being banned on other platforms, including ones that Facebook owns. And by the way, another thing that she said was that If you are banned on one social media platform, then you should be banned on all of the social media platforms. That's going to be the official government position on banning people. She was discussing an HHS report on confronting health misinformation. It instructs social media platforms to redesign their algorithms so that false information about COVID-19 is deprioritized to shield journalists and medical professionals from harassment and even to address misinformation during live streams a task that the report admits is difficult <laughs> given the streams temporary <laughs> nid because it's live. Okay. We couldn't even get Janet Jackson's boob. <laughs> All right. How are they going to do yeah. this? <laughs> the federal government is not explicitly ordering tech platforms to take down content. These dictates are essentially strongly worded suggestions, but you're forgiven. If you think Saki's summary of the report sounded like a command, the government itself has spread plenty of medical misinformation Fauci's deliberate misstatements about the herd immunity threshold. We didn't mention that one earlier, which he changed after we got close to the threshold. He walked it back like my aunt used to do when she was teaching me how to swim. She would just keep backing up. Okay.
0: You can do it or you're going to die. You can do it, yeah.
1: (laughs) Government health officials treated the lab leak theory of COVID-19's origins as a wild conspiracy theory, and Facebook followed suit, vigorously censoring content that promoted the lab leak theory. That policy was
0: not revised until June. Among others that we already mentioned, like saying masks, that you don't need masks, then you do need masks. Wear a t-shirt. Put uh, whatever.
1: Um, Efforts to suppress misinformation have undeniably resulted in the suppression of information that is either factual or could turn out to be factual. New initiatives undertaken by the federal government that would encourage Facebook to be even more heavy-handed with potential misinformation should be met with skepticism. The track record is not very encouraging. And that is what we'll talk, we'll talk about here in just a second, that how do you decide what is true? How do you decide what is factual and what isn't? What is and what isn't? You got to decide what those things are, and then you're going to suppress it. And if you suppress it to the point that people never see it, then the truth might eventually never come out about something. What if it was entirely suppressed that people could not mention the COVID lab leak theory, that you could not, no one could talk about it ever, on any social media. All right. What if that would have been the case? Then we would have never known. Then we would Possibly. have never known that this is a possibility or that people now consider it a possibility, as Charlie is about to tell us here in a second. The White House's targeting of Facebook should make critics somewhat sympathetic to Mark Zuckerberg. Prominent legislators from both political parties, as well as the current and former presidents, want to aggressively regulate his company, if not break it apart entirely. Facebook CEO, must feel tremendous pressure to give federal health bureaucrats exactly what they're asking for or else. So, here's the other problem. You might think, well, the Democrats are the blame here. What about Republicans as well? Instead of defending the rights of private companies to set their own moderation policies, independent of whatever the government would like them to do, Republicans are talking, taking this opportunity to further erode Facebook's autonomy. Senator Josh Hawley even suggested that the site's submission to the feds renders it an agent of the state. Mm. Now we are getting to our main conversation here in a sec. Quote from Hawley, the social media platforms are increasingly just arms of the federal government and the Biden White House. Hawley tweeted, why should the big tech companies continue to be treated as private companies when they function as agencies of the federal government? Hawley is essentially saying that a private company complying with, with government with the government becomes a state actor and thus should be bound to the same restrictions as any other public agency. Okay. Now the last thing, just, a, just as a, some sprinkles on the top of it from Charlie right here. And then all of our questions are highlighted in red there at the right. bottom.
0: From CNN, senior Biden officials finding that COVID lab leak theory as credible as natural origins explanation. Senior Biden administration officials overseeing an intelligence review into the origins of the coronavirus now believe, now believe, the Wuhan lab leak theory is at least as credible as the possibility that it emerged naturally in the wild. A dramatic shift from a year ago when Democrats publicly downplayed the so-called lab leak theory. They didn't just downplay it, by the way. Yeah. It was, stri- it was an assault.
1: It was censored and it was racist to even mention
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. For the better part of 2020 advocates for the, not, that's another misinformation. Remember all the politicians coming out saying, go to Chinatown in New York. Everything's (laughs) fine. Everything's fine. I'm going to go down to Chinatown. Don't worry about anything, guys. Everything's (laughs) fine. And then, and then like, if you don't stay home, then you're a racist. (laughs) It's just the way that they can go back and forth. I literally don't understand how they can sleep at night. They probably don't. Yeah. They're probably on uppers and downers. Mm -hmm. The whole the whole shebang for the better part of 2020 advocates for the lab leak theory had to fight against claims they were being xenophobic or racist. This is from CNN. Mm-hmm. An inquiry launched last fall by Trump's State Department, which sought to investigate whether China's biological weapons program could have had a greater role in the pandemic's origin to Wuhan, has shut down early on, was shut down early on in the Biden administration. A political Harvard poll conducted earlier this month found that 52% of U.S. adults now believe COVID-19 leaked from a lab up from 29% in March of 2020. All right.
1: So So from something that was a wild conspiracy theory that had to be censored, that we couldn't talk about, that probably a year ago, if Biden was in power, Jinsaki would have been up there saying that we needed to stop people from talking about this possibility. Because it was leading to Asian hate, something like that. Now, to the Biden administration saying that it is just as credible as the theory that it was that it was created naturally.
0: So you're saying there's a chance that the Chinese actually staged a coup in America? They, that's actually and what they got Trump out saying. of office. Yeah, with this pandemic.
1: That's actually what. The, well, that's not exactly what the, what they're saying. Is this could have been created and accidentally leaked from the lab? I don't think they're saying. Yet that it was intentionally leaked from the lab. I know that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so We'll never really know the truth. Some, some things I wanted to ask and uh, some good participation from the group on all this stuff. I've, I'd like to know. There are a lot of different reasons for being hesitant about vaccines, by the way, or about this vaccine. And it's not just because you think there's a microchip in it. By the way, I don't think there's a microchip in the vaccine. I don't even think that I would have long term negative health effects from getting the vaccine. What about a nanochip? May, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think that whatsoever. But I haven't had the vaccine because the, to me, there's like different, there's, a, there's this little spectrum of reasons that you wouldn't go do something. For some people, you could say, well, there's no risk of me getting this and dying. That, to me, that would be like young kids. There's almost no risk of me getting this and dying. So why didn't I vaccinate my kid? That's because there's actually no risk of them getting it and dying, statistically no risk, and we don't know what the long-term effects are of the vaccine, and it hasn't even been tested on children, so why would I go get them vaccinated? Right. So there's that part. There's also people that are like, well, I'm in the middle. I'm 34 years old. i've got a i i've got statistically statistically still no chance of actually getting it and dying i could get it but statistically it wouldn't kill me and i'm also kind of lazy and i don't like doctor's offices or shots i hate shots i'm terrified of them always have been and i know that's a very common thing the idea of opting in to going and getting a shot of something is already very low chance i would do it i got my first flu vaccine last year from probably the time i was in high school or whenever you were forced to do it uh i've got my first flu vaccine and i've had the flu several times but i survived it and i uh you know i just didn't get it one of the main reasons is i hate shots i don't like it okay now it's not because i saw something on facebook about the vaccine being dangerous or that I don't think that vaccines are a good idea overall because I still do think that vaccines provide more of a net benefit than a net negative in our, in our society. It's just because I don't want to do it. And I also don't like doing things that I think a lot of people want me to do. So the more they talk about
0: this. Now let me make this real easy for the folks. Yeah. Okay. If this virus actually had a 50% chance of you dying if you contracted it would yeah. you go get the vaccine? Of course I would. Yeah. I would have killed people to get the <laughs> exactly, vaccine. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> like if you actually had a significant chance of dying, even I would say if it was 10 or 20%, yeah. I think there'd be, you know, people killing each other. If it know? was,
1: if it was 10% of the population getting it and dying of, yes, I, I would have. Right. Yeah. yeah. But in my age category, I'm not even saying, I'm saying by my, by my age, if it were 10%, Of course I would. Honestly, if it were 5% in my age category, I probably still would. Maybe even if it was 1%. (laughs) But it's not even 1% in my age category. It's not even 0.1% in your age group. So now there are other things weighing against whether or not I get the vaccine. I don't like shots. I'm too busy to get up and go pee sometimes during the day. I stopped doing acupuncture because I felt like I was wasting time, and I needed to spend more time doing the trading and the podcast stuff. I just don't want to leave to go do it. So I have vaccine hesitancy. I guess I came down with vaccine hesitancy, <laughs> contracted vaccine hesitancy. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with been what I saw on Facebook. You've
0: been mis- <laughs> mismanaging your your misinformation of vaccines, Nate. Yeah, that's the problem, actually. Yeah. It all comes um, down to mismanagement. It is mismanagementism
1: it's mismanagementism as its finest. Yeah. Yeah. So my question to you, Charlie, and everyone here, would the people on the left or the Biden administration label the Good Morning Liberty podcast as anti-vax or spreading misinformation about vaccines based on the previous two or three minutes of the podcast?
0: Probably. Probably. Yeah. In fact, they, Facebook did for sure. Yeah. Is they actually did because we hang on? We posted information from the actual CDC website. Mm-hmm. We posted just literally copied and pasted. It
1: was it. a screenshot of something from yes. the CDC website. Yeah,
0: and we got yeah. that got banned. We went from that moment last year. We have been throttled ever since.
1: We went from that post from over two million people reach on our on our uh, podcast Facebook page to last week was fifty five thousand. From the facebook page 2 million to fifty-five
0: 000. all right we're part of that 167 million posts yeah th- we are throttled we, we are.
1: are uh it's getting better it's getting better now i'm seeing the numbers tick back up but they they really knocked us down quite a bit so the question is and they told us about it too by the way they, they sent us a letter they did they told us uh, they gave us a strongly worded letter that they that they sent us and told us about it are, are we considered to be part of the anti-vax information? Probably yes. You said probably yes. How much of the information the White House is talking about and people on the left are talking about fit into the category of us, where we are saying that you need to do your own due diligence on it make your own personal choices. We still say that vaccines are more net benefit than they are net negative, but we would probably still be labeled inside of this anti-vaccine thing that the White House needs to make sure Facebook is censoring. Yeah. I would just guess.
0: I would say if you are a rational human being in any way, you're probably labeled an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. 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 If if you, if you tell people, Hey, I still think vaccines have a net benefit more than they do a a net negative. Okay. And so I think if you look at history, vaccines are beneficial. Um, but it's up to you if you want to take it, you know, you should look at the data and if you're you know, below a certain age, maybe you don't need it. If it's, if you want to take it, it's up to you. If you just say that something like that, because we didn't say go get the, but actually
1: vax that thing up because we didn't
0: say, say, don't go get the vaccine because I don't trust Trump. Mm -hmm. But then after Biden got elected, we didn't say, Hey, go get the vaccine. Now you have to get it (laughs) because we're not saying that then we're anti-vaxxers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anti-vaxxers. Um, Okay, so the
1: other question, Charlie, when, when, if, have we, when do we cross the line from private companies to government actors? And what do we do? That's the more important question right there. That's going to be the really big question right there. Have we crossed the line to Facebook being a government actor yet? Now, Reason just said that Facebook is not Specifically saying that they have to censor these posts. But there is the constant threat of uh, the antitrust lawsuits and being broken up as a company. So when the government puts this threat hanging over your head at all times and says, we want you to do this, and we're also working to maybe take you apart as a company, is that essentially them controlling what you're doing without officially doing it?
0: Sounds like a quid pro quo.
1: Yeah, it does. I've ever heard of one. It does sound like one.
0: Yeah, now last I checked, those were illegal. We went through a whole investigation about quid pro quo. <laughs> like, hey, you better clean up this misinformation that we're going to directly point out to you, or we're going to break your company up. It's high time. That's too too long. You're too big for too long, and you're allowing this evil, evil misinformation to spread around the web mm-hmm. as if. As if people are so dumb, they can't read something and decide for themselves whether it's true or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, what qualifies as misinformation?
1: That, that's a good question. Because a year ago, the Wuhan lab leak theory was misinformation. It was. And now even the Biden administration says it's as credible as the original theory.
0: Yeah. A year, you know, a year ago in March, so you know, I guess a year and four or five months ago, like we said before, you masks don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Don't get any masks. Meanwhile, the government and the people who knew that masks were helpful were hoarding all of them. <laughs> That's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Fauci had seven different pair he could wear every day, mm-hmm. uh, and he wore them at the same time.
1: And you know he was switching those out in every different room he walked into, yeah. so he was going through... Thousands of masks every single day. a whole room full of masks in his house. You got people like Kamala Harris saying that she wasn't going to take the Trump vaccine. This is the same vaccine, by the way, out there saying that she wasn't going to trust Trump's vaccine. Mm -hmm. This is the same
0: one that was created while Trump was president. Is that misinformation? Is that misinformation? Did she come out and apologize for that? It's, this whole thing's ridiculous.
1: I posted on Twitter this weekend. I asked the question, where can I go to report Bernie Sanders to the Department of Misinformation? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, the the misinformation that comes from the socialist communist side is far more dangerous than the anti-vaccine misinformation. Yeah. All right. We still have 60 something percent of the country that has been vaccinated. OK. And people are dying from this. But guess what? They're people who are making the choice to not get vaccinated. That's at least something I see that as a positive where now you have healthcare workers
0: fighting their companies to not get to vaccinated because <laughs> they don't want to. Oh, it's like, I, I don't know if there's going to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated, let it happen. That's what I'm saying. That's, What's, what, that's what it's
1: people making a choice to not get right. it. If they die, they die. And that's their choice. Right. Why don't we have to do something about that? You got to do something. <laughs> They know, they know that if, the, if you don't get the vaccine and you do get COVID, that you would be more likely to die from it than if you didn't have the vaccine. Okay? Now, that is government-approved information right there. That's no misinformation. And if you still make the choice to not get the vaccine, then when you die, you have made the choice that you would have rather died than possibly die from COVID than get the vaccine, which still does have a small chance of you dying from COVID if you get it, but very, very small and that's a choice that you make. Just like freaking eating a bunch of food and getting up to five hundred pounds, it's a choice that you're making. Getting diabetes, cho- and then you
0: have to check it and check it often.
1: A choice to smoke if you want to. Mm-hmm. If you want to smoke, when you die of lung cancer, that's your choice that you made. Vape, when drink, you vape, whatever it is. Heroin. Oh, okay. So, back to the main question that we're that we're dancing around here. That's,
0: people should get vaccinated against opiates.
1: So. <laughs> What if, what if we can all agree right now that if the government is pinpointing posts that they want Facebook to censor and they are threatening them with antitrust lawsuits and that threat is constantly over their heads and they are pinpointing things that they want Facebook to censor, that they are no longer a private company and that they are now essentially acting on behalf of the government or doing what the government wants them to do? And we got stuff like the First Amendment. We got, we got all that good stuff out there. Uh, by the way, most of the things that governments do to prevent private companies or make private companies do things, I wouldn't agree with them regardless of what the amendments are. Uh, but what do we do if this is happening? Let's assume that that's happening. What do you do? What, have the government pass a law? What, what, what do you do? I guess you sue Facebook For doing this, but is it even Facebook's fault? Because they've got the threat of having their company taken away from them, from the government, or if they don't do this. So you sue Facebook and you punish them for acting in their own best interest, which is the only way I'm going to be able to keep my company, is if I do what the government wants me to do, which by the way, all companies do when they pay taxes, when they require licenses, when they require all sorts of things, all companies do that. They do what the government wants them to do so they don't get in trouble for it. So you go and you sue Facebook because of it. To me, the bad actor that you have to consider right now is, uh, is the government. It's the government power. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, like, as a libertarian, the only thing I can come up with is that you got to tackle that government power somehow. But I'm not looking to a law from the government saying that the government can't do this. That's a that seems like a waste of time. All we can do is I don't know. I hate to rely on the politicians that are in power, but getting people getting people in this position that are not going to want to do this and try to take away the powers that they have, the antitrust powers through the Sherman Act of freaking billion years ago. <laughs> it's a technical year. That's yeah. exact year that it was actually. Yeah. That it actually went through. I remember. Um yeah, so Amanda, I was thinking about the same thing of Facebook. You'll have to see a whistleblower come through from Facebook saying that the government is sending this to us and that we have to do this because what the government's not going to tell you, you know, the Facebook's not just going to want to release it because what, then they're going to get the antitrust violations, more monopoly stuff, break up their companies. So they're not going to want to do it. Someone's going to have to, someone's going to have to come forward from Facebook and I don't know. So I guess part of what I'm trying to say is let's make sure that the, first off, the anger and the action is directed towards the right area and that it's not directed towards Facebook. Let's get rid of section 230 because that'll magically give us all more freedom to post whatever we want when Facebook could be legally responsible for everything that gets posted on their platform. Right. We'll just magically all have more freedom to post things after that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Now, the only thing that you could do in my opinion, is pinpoint that anger and that action towards the government and the government power, mainly in the antitrust, because that is the power that they're holding over Facebook's heads right now. So that I don't know.
0: But then, how do you get? How do you? How do you have the powerful relinquish their power? That's the frustrating part of this entire thing. Is that the, you know the the federal government doesn't have purview over these types of things. It never has. And somehow yet they have given it to themselves. And we look to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. to decide whether it's constitutional or not, which is also part of the federal government, by the way. Appointed by the president.
1: And we're in the awkward position of saying that the Supreme Court does not issue rulings, they issue opinions. But man, I sure do hope the Supreme Court tells the government that they can't do this anymore.
0: Or the states, <laughs> you know. The the state needs to stand up to the federal government and be like, Yeah, we don't we don't recognize that law because that doesn't align with the Constitution. We helped create the Constitution. Go f yourself, and yeah. you're seeing that in some areas, which is nice. When it comes to marijuana, when it comes to when gun Joe rights, just posted right there. He said come,
1: the, he said the mechanism is in the Bill of Rights. It's the Second Amendment, and the Tenth Amendment,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, and so that's the that's the frustrating part of this whole thing. And then you have to look like philosophically, it's just just it's always happened in human history? No matter what happens, it's just always going to devolve. Something like this into fascism. Yeah, that's right. All snowmobiles ride to fascism. And last I checked,
1: I alluded to it earlier, but we've allowed this idea for a long time. The idea is that the government can control the market. They can control the economy. They do it all the time, by the way, through, uh, through licensure laws that uh, saying that, Oh, well, the government is telling Facebook what to do. So they're no longer a private company. There's also a lot of rules from the government saying that a a corporation can or cannot do specific things or that they have to do specific things inside of this industry or they can't operate in that industry. They've been doing it for a long time. All of these things build on one another over time. It's
0: not just laws, by the way. It's regulations. Yeah. Not even laws that are passed. Passed by people we don't vote for. Yeah. Just, you know, like the Federal Trade Commission and all kinds of agencies that have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of regulations that you have to comply with. And we don't even vote for those people. They're just lifelong government agency employees. Yep. And, so what do you, and it's like, that's completely unconstitutional. That's, that's regulation without representation.
1: Now, one more question for you. I'll go, I'll put my conspiracy hat on. Okay, you ready for that? Facebook's already said that they are doing a better job promoting vaccines than not promoting vaccines on their network. That the people who are that, that want to get vaccinated or have been has gone from 70% up to 85%. Uh, according, that to they, a survey. That according to a survey that they did,
0: but they sent out to vaccinated people. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, and that they've taken down, what was it 18 million pieces of information, something like that. Yeah. Um, and they have
0: censored 167 million. Yeah. Pieces.
1: And uh, that they deprioritize that many pieces. Yeah. So that they're doing this. We know that there are tons of reasons for vaccine hesitancy, even coming from people on the left. Does this actually have to do with vaccines and keeping people safe from COVID? Or is this just building a backdoor into the social media companies to censor other misinformation when it comes to 2022 In 2024, making sure that we don't have another January 6th date, which will live in infamy. So we got to make sure that we censor misinformation when it comes to that. Anything that could potentially affect people negatively, that could potentially harm people's lives, that we create this backdoor for the government to censor information from Facebook. And this is not about the vaccine because they know that that's BS. That It's actually about later
0: on. You think they don't already have a backdoor? I'm sure they do. It's uh, they already have one. I bet my
1: my hesitancy in believing that they have a back door relies on knowing how inefficient and terrible the government is, and I assume that they don't understand how to even interact in that back door whatsoever. I'm like, I don't even know if they have people that would even know how to do this in uh, Facebook without Facebook's help, essentially. Not it,
0: completely it, true.
1: Yeah, I know. That's just yeah, my programs assumption. and all
0: kinds of stuff that's sweeping all this information. Yeah, and they can probably manipulate all kinds of things. I mean, they were smart enough to hire guys like Snowden and and other people like that. It's true. I'm sure there's all kinds of geniuses that work for the government uh, for a paycheck. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, they're not all Snowden. Uh, That would be great if they were. But that's the same. The government does the same thing to those people. They hold over the Espionage Act and and trying you for crimes of treason when you're standing up for the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just unbelievable. But yeah, never let a good crisis go to waste, mate, yeah. as I've heard said time and over again.
1: All right, people on the Discord, let us know what you think. Have we crossed the territory from private company to government actor? And what do we do to stop that from getting any worse or to potentially reverse the course back to where we have a free market in this space? That is your essay topic for today. And please turn in your, your five-paragraph essay about how to fix this problem. I know Amanda. I already got an email from Amanda. Right here, she's (laughs) She's already sent it. Amanda and Nicole are on top of it.
0: This is we expect these by 10 a.m. Central Time tomorrow, please. All righty. And if you don't do it, then you get an F, (laughs) and it counts. It means nothing. But we're just going to score you. We're going to we're going to start scoring our Discord Discord members. (laughs) Who's the best to the worst, and we'll have an annual Discord Patreon party where we hand out awards.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. We should have given out awards this year. We should have. Dang it, that's a good idea. Yeah, next year. Like the Dundies. Yeah, Yeah, we'll have to do that.
0: All right, if you guys enjoyed today's episode, then you'll want to join Patreon, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. That'll get you into the live show every single day of the week. When we go live, we announce uh, what time we're going. Sometimes we do that uh, an hour before, and sometimes we do it with eight minutes to spare, (laughs) just depending on how we're feeling for the day. But you can, uh, you can guarantee yourself that we'll go live every single day of the week when we feel like it. So that's your guarantee from us. Join patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. It's only five bucks a month. Put your money where your vaccinated mouth is, okay? <laughs> Share the show with a friend, with a colleague, with an enemy, with your loved ones and the children. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcast. Go to mastermystonks.com. Check it out. Let me know what you think. If you guys do all of that, and I mean all of it. I'll pause so you can do all of it. All right, hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty.